0: This is Sean Donovan, and you're listening to the guys at Send Central.
1: It's nice to kind of meet your, meet your teammates. Um, you know, I don't think I know a lot about um, a lot of the new guys, so it's uh, you kind of get together and uh, form this, this bond that uh, hopefully you know, won't be broken uh, throughout the year. Well, we've managed to keep this bond going for 47 episodes now. It's making sense of the Sends. I'm Ross Levitan, and today I'm the only one in studio, so this could be interesting. We've got Brandon Piller and Chris Parliament on the phone. How's it going, boys?
0: Going well, going well. Thanks, Ross, for being such a hero and uh, holding it down in the studio solo.
1: Yeah, it's uh, maybe one of our last shows where we'll even need a studio. We got some pretty sexy Yeti mics, so. We'll be able to get those set up once we get the software going. And that way we can come with fresh content. We don't have to wait until we get studio time and when we're at TSN and when we can even get into the lab, as we'll call it. But it'll make it easier all year long, easier content. We're also, we unveiled, we're one for one already in the sends backup tracker, where we'll track all season how many other teams start their backup goalies against the Ottawa Senators. We've got a great show ahead. We, well... Pillar and I each were at a Belleville Senators game. We'll get into why later. We've also got an interview with Drake Batherson, Sens hopeful, who scored his first professional goal in one of those games, and training camp roster is set. But, boys, we haven't spoken since the kind of surprise move, and being episode 47, what a great segue. That was Zach Smith's training camp number when he started with the Ottawa Senators, and he was placed on waivers all $9.75 million remaining over the final three years of his contract. Pillsy. I'll start with you. What are your initial thoughts? or Not initial, it's been a week, but what were your thoughts about that situation?
0: Well, I mean, I hate to take words out of Duchesne's mouth, but it was a real kick in the balls. I mean, just how do you go? The, the part that I find the most hilarious is how do you go from being put on waivers, no one claiming you, and then the next day, you're anchoring the second line as the centerman. Only in the Ottawa Senators organization can something like that happen. Just ludicrous.
1: Well, Parley, so I'll ask you a bit of a different question then. And building off of what Pillsy was saying is, if Zach Smith's going to be in this lineup, he's going to play a top-nine role. It seems like Boucher trusts him in all situations. Do you ever see a situation where Smith's going to be on the fourth line here?
2: Well, right now there's – I mean, you got to see names in front of them. Colin White's on that fourth line right now when you look at the depth chart. And if you're going to put names together, I mean, that's the only – I mean, you see names like John Gabriel Pageau, Obviously, that would have been the situation where you see Zach Smith move down in the lineup. But right now, I mean, you need players to play. And Zach Smith is a uh, definitely a veteran on this team. He's, he's an NHL body, as Guy Boucher likes to say. So I think right now you're going to have to roll with him in the top six and make sure that he's, uh, he's keeping the feet moving. I mean, he had a good season two years ago, and that's why he got paid last year. Obviously, he dropped off a bit, but this year he's got to show up, and he's got to be that veteran guy. And I see him just in a power forward role. Make things simple for him. Don't ask too much of him. But if you keep that simple role for him, and he's able to play within himself, I think he'll be effective, and he'll be able to play top six, top six forward minutes, and we won't see him decline down the lineup.
1: Yeah, we can't re- we can't spend too much time on this because it's kind of old news at this point, but it is just so strange, the timing of the shakeup and well, we'll see how it goes. The team's doing a team-building retreat, we'll call it, in Mont-Tremblant. They were on the ice in St. Joville uh, the past two days, and they made a roster move as that trip came to the end. Christian Jarosz, the final cut from Sens camp, which means the defense will have seven to start with, 13 forwards, healthy forwards, I should say, as Marion Gabarek and um, Jean-Gabriel Pajot are on the roster. Brady Kachuk, another name. He sat out the last couple of practices while barely participated in one of them. And it seems like he'll be doubtful for the season opener Pierre Dorian mentioned today. Still haven't heard that clip, but that's what was going on in the Twitter sphere. But let's uh, focus in on that defense because that's where the final cut seemed interesting. Is this as simple as just Harper having a one-way contract because he had a terrible Terrible preseason, whereas guys like Yaros and, of course, Maxime Lejoie who earned his way onto this team, had great camps.
0: Uh, well, Ross, I think, I think it's it's obviously the one year or one way deal that's causing this logjam because uh, a guy that a lot of people seem to forget about, I think, is Christian Willainen. I really thought he was a lock to get that job, but since he's able to go down, able to develop. I think that's where Harper had him beat out and just simply a numbers game.
1: Yeah. And we'll talk about the reason why uh, we was sent down because we saw a little bit of the same tendencies in the games in Belleville as Pillar and I kind of compared notes on, on each game we saw against Laval. Actually, you didn't see a uh, line play. He played his first game, the game I was at, but um, yeah. just, just, he had a few tendencies in his game, a couple of giveaways, but we'll, we'll get to that. Um, Chris, back to you. Um, with with Harper on this one-way contract, is it really just about the money, or we've seen a bunch of guys get claimed off waivers. Are they really worried about losing him to another team for nothing?
2: It's tough to say right now, but I think what the big thing right now for the team is you look at it and you see that he's played 52 games in the NHL, and it's tough to say. Even though we have a tough preseason, I mean, as tough as it comes, but... If you look at a guy that's got 52 games and he's on a one-way deal, sometimes you just have to make the decision that's right in front of you. And I think that that's the decision that the Senators ended up making. And like you said, I mean, it's not tough, it's not tough to look at a defenseman and say, all right, sometimes you've got to go learn in the AHL. So right now I think that's what it came down to. It's just more experience more of a size and grit game over a skill and uh, puck-moving defenseman who's going to have to learn a little bit to play professional hockey. I think that really went into the equation as well, but it's tough to look at the situation in Ottawa right now and not point at money.
1: But there's another sense where if you're going to have a guy sitting in the press box, why not make it Harper, who you already kind of know what you have in terms of development, where a guy like Yarosh, who was hurt most of his first pro year in North America could use the extra reps playing on, on the top unit in Belleville. Do you see any solace in that? Like maybe if, I assume Lajoie, you don't make him on the team just to sit him down. So I'd assume he'd be in the lineup. He's been practicing with the regulars, playing with DeMello the last couple days um, in practice. But would this even be a situation where, say, a defenseman goes down, they go call up Yarosh first, or would it be simply putting in Ben Harper?
2: That's a tough decision to make as well. I mean, Christian Yaroš. we all know that there's people inside the organization, Sean Donovan being one of them, that admire his game. And like you said, he was hurt a lot last year, so this might be kind of a uh, show-me thing, right? Especially with the contract with Ben Harper, and that will be very interesting to see if there's an injury, who is the next guy up. If it is a contract situation and Ben Harper is kind of just the guy in the wings, or if he's the guy that's just there because of the contract and Christian Yaros gets the call. It'll be interesting to see. Right now, I have no idea where the Senators will go with this one. Ben Harper, like I said, he's got more time in the NHL, so possibly just they'll lean on him because of experience and he can come into the locker room a little a little bit more smoothly. But maybe that's why you bring a guy like Christian Yaros there this weekend and you have him on the ice with the pros and with the team. Maybe you can add that chemistry to it as well. So it will be interesting to see. Later in the season, when it comes down to it,
1: okay. So, we'll get the call. So, just to explain to some of our listeners who may not understand the difference between a one-way contract and a two-way contract. A one-way contract means that the salary that he signed for, in Ben Harper's case, a two-year contract with an annual average value of 725000 He'll be paid that no matter whether he's in the NHL or the AHL. Whereas a guy like Christian Yarosh, who's on a two-way contract in the NHL, he would be making a an NHL salary of 755000 But in the minors, he's only getting paid $70,000 in real money. So saving almost $700,000 in terms of that, which to an NHL franchise shouldn't seem like much. But when you waive a guy like Zach Smith and with the other money situations that always seem to have to be in the conversation with the Ottawa Senators, then uh, it is worth noting. So as we talk about Christian Yaros moving to the Belleville Senators, we saw them win back-to-back games against the Laval Rocket, who I think are going to be in for a tough year. But they look great, and something I really liked uh, from what I saw is that the young prospects are getting the top unit minutes. And that's something that wasn't always the case with Kurt Klein endorsed last season, relying on AHL veterans to carry the load. Now we still have AHL veterans on the team. Ben Sexton's still there. Jimmy O'Brien went down with an injury, but he's still there. But Logan Brown and Drake Batherson played huge, huge minutes, and they both got on the score sheet at will. How long do you think that uh, those guys will be down in the minors before they get a real sniff here at the NHL? Because I was a little surprised. They were both uh, sent down in the first wave of cuts?
0: Well, Ross, I think, I think they got sent down to Belleville for a reason, and that's because, like, like we were talking about with the line, and there's certain things that the coaching staff knows they want to get them to work on, and they want them to be able to get the minutes and get the uh, attention to detail to work on those things, not just be on the fourth line uh, in Ottawa and not getting enough time to really fix those kinks. So having them move down to Belleville gives them the chance to play the hard minutes, gives them the time with the coaching staff to be the prime focus of attention. And who knows, like the Senators, for all we know, may not be done trading players just yet. So later in the season, there could be even more trades opening up even more roster spots. And if that happens, I think Logan Brown is definitely top on the list with Drake Batherson right behind him to get that call to play in the show.
1: And we'll no, be good, sorry. Go ahead, Chris. This is this is, the, uh, this is this is the this the tough part of us all being in different locations.
2: <laughs> well, the t- there was uh, some pretty harsh comments coming from uh, Troy Mann as well about Logan Brown and yeah, harsh in a sense, saying that uh, really laying down what need- he needed to work on in his game and work ethic came up, and I think that's something that he's really going to work on as well. And if you throw him into Uh, situation where he's playing top-line minutes, you give him something to work for and work towards, right? And if you give him the playing time and he starts to see results, I think the work ethic will come with it. So I think that's a big part of playing a guy in big minutes like that and Drake Batherson. I think playing on his wing is just going to add to it two young guys that have kind of come up through two development camps now together, playing the rookie tournament together twice now. So I think that's a big part of it as well. Keep those two guys together. Keep them working together. We know Drake Batherson will hint at the interview. Has a good work ethic. So I think putting them together will be good to uh, keep Logan Brown going.
1: Yeah, I wait till you hear how much Batherson's been working out. We heard who he's working out with all summer being Sidney Crosby and Nathan McKinnon, but his workout regimen is out of control. Now, I posted a picture on the Send Central account. I'm sure you all follow it on Twitter, at Sens. Central if you don't do it. We had I think our most liked tweet ever. And it was simply just a picture of Batherson and Brown on the bench, jerseys, uh, with their new numbers. Batherson, when we, we asked him in the interview what is what number he'd pick, and number seven never came up, but he looks pretty sharp wearing that. And all it said was the future. We're up to over like two hundred and sixty likes. So thanks to everyone for paying along. And as we'll announce after the interview, there's gonna be a lot more Belleville content coming up this season, but Nevertheless, let's throw to our interview with Belleville Senators forward, Drake Batherson. All right, we now welcome a very special guest. It's World Junior Gold Medalist, Senators prospect, and now recurring guest, Drake Batherson. Drake, how's your summer been?
3: Oh, it's been great. Uh, I've been back home in the Valley, in my hometown, uh, living there, spending lots of time with my friends and family. And then every day I've been going up to Halifax and working out and skating up there and Yeah, it was a quick summer, but, you know, I'm excited to get the season going for sure.
1: Well, we got uh, that feature there where you had Crosby and Nate. I had to rewind that at least five times. Some of the moves that Sid was pulling off, I'm sure he he even impressed you uh, once or twice.
3: Yeah, no, he's he's on a whole nother level, and, you know, getting to watch him three times a week for the whole summer was pretty special and I definitely learned a lot from him for sure.
1: Well you're warming up to get to rookie tournament a complete success you got on the scoreboard quite a bit team went 2-0 now you guys don't have a lot of practice time together I think you were on the ice twice before the first game you're playing with the same guys you're going to be competing against during training camp so just wondering to get into your mindset going into that kind of tournament.
3: Yeah like you said there's not much time you know to get prepared for a tournament like that after you know spending the whole summer off with those uh, you know any game situational stuff it's mostly just skill stuff and you know one-on-one stuff but then you get thrown into a, you know a full game where everyone's you know giving it uh you know everything they got so it's kind of weird getting adjusted to it but uh no I think you know we had a lot of fun of the tournament and the team gelled well and it was great to get two wins for sure
2: I certainly uh wasn't shy of dramatics either it was a crazy finish against Toronto and then it was you, you had the game tying goal from behind the goal line, so can you just walk us through that play from the draw with 23 seconds left?
3: Yeah, so, you know, I stepped up to the draw, and uh, seen there's 20-some seconds left on the clock, so, you know, we tried to get the puck in deep, and luckily we got the puck right off the draw, I think it was four minutes, and he skated it in, and kind of did a delay, so I kind of found myself to, you know, I guess my area, you know, around the net, and this point shot just missed me, actually. I was skating behind the net to go to the backside, and I seen it was there, and the goal it was at the top of his crease, and figured I'd just throw it on net, figuring there'd be only like 15 seconds left. So I did everything to throw it on net, and luckily it took a good bounce and went in, and yeah, it was pretty cool to tie it up with. You know, only 15
1: seconds left. Well, yeah, once again, the World Junior connection, you guys not only tied the game, but then you mentioned after the game, never count for me out when you're in on a breakaway, right? He <laughs> flew up there and, uh, I mean, made first-round pick, uh, Timothy Lilgren, kind of look, look like me out there. But uh, we also noticed that you're playing the point on the power play. Is that something that you've done in the past in junior? Yeah,
3: I, in junior, I think i played, you know, pretty well every position on the power play. Mostly my first year I played, My first year junior, I was playing the point more at the start of the year, and then the last few years, I've been, you know, kind of top of the circle and around the net mostly, but yeah, I'm comfortable playing the position up top there. It was my first time playing it, and yeah, it's a a little different look for sure, you know, getting up there. I was a little little nervous, obviously, at that stage, but I had a lot of fun and luckily it worked out. So, you mentioned you played there for
2: a little bit. Now, was there something, you changed your game, obviously, at going to change as you move forward in pro but when you leave development camp like that teams probably give you goals and stuff like that and we've heard in around some different reports that you put on quite a bit of weight this offseason was that something that the team wanted you to do going in was that a main goal for you
3: yeah uh for sure it was definitely you know entering my first season of pro i wanted to you know put on some weight so i could compete with you know the big guys in pro and you know, the speed and strength they play at. So I think at that camp, I, was, I came in around, you know, just the low 90s, and I wanted to get up to, you know, close to the high 90s. You know, being 6'2", I wanted to fill out a bit. So I got on this uh, nutrition plan. It was eating uh, 4,000 calories a day, and, Jeez. you know, I followed that the whole summer. And, uh, yeah, luckily, you know, I didn't uh, blow out. I just <laughs> kind of yeah. put some uh, muscle on. And, yeah, no, I'm feeling great, and it's been going well.
1: Awesome. Well, you're not the only tall but player prospect that could add a couple pounds. But Brady Kachuk's a guy who you played against at the World Juniors, and now playing on the same team. He seems like the kind of guy you love to have on your team, hate to play against. What are your initial uh, impressions of playing with Brady?
3: Yeah, know. I think I think you said it right. You know, it's a guy you would love to have on your team, but hate to play against. You know, I think with Brady, he can you know play any way you want it, you want him to, and you know he gets under the other team's skin, and then to score a big goal to even get under their skin even more. So, you know, those are players that you know they're fun to have on your team, but I hate to play games for sure.
2: So we're looking forward to that, watching the Sens use movement. But just a couple more questions before we get into some rapid fire with you here. Uh there's four teams that'll play in Europe this season, New Jersey, Edmonton. And uh you grew up in Germany and Edmonton's gonna play there, dry from there. So do you think that it's possible to have an NHL team in Europe going forward?
3: Yeah, I think it'd be, you know, really cool considering, you know, like we up there and seeing the atmosphere over there. I think it'd be, you know, great for the fans over there because they love their hockey and, you know, they're really passionate. They're just like the soccer fans, but, you know, you put the soccer fans in a hockey stadium, you know, they're chanting the whole game. So, you know, it's pretty cool. And, yeah, actually a cool story. Leon Dreisel's dad coached uh, my dad in Germany, so me and Leon Dreisel actually went on the ice a few times growing up. And you know, I seen him all the time when I was younger, so it's pretty cool.
1: Was he just as nasty back then? <laughs>
3: uh, I was. I think I was only about six or seven. Oh wow! Probably that's... ten or eleven at the time. So I didn't. I don't think I really knew what nasty <laughs> or anything like that was back <laughs> in the day.
1: No, that's so cool. It just shows how small the hockey world is. Uh, one thing. I mean. Players are rated from Germany to the NHL every year when the video game comes out. Are you a Chell player?
3: Yeah, I know. I love it. I play with all my buddies all the time. That's how so, you know I keep in touch with my buddies back home. We play on the you know the EA SHL or whatever it's called. There, the five on five, and you know each of us pick a position. And, you know, we just go at it for a couple of hours.
1: <laughs> so nobody nobody has to tell you you're 67 overall in NHL 18. <laughs> but what are you? What would Drake Batherson give himself? in NHL 19?
3: I don't know. Honestly, I haven't really, you know, proved myself.
1: If it makes uh, you feel better, Chris and I would be like a 42. (laughs) Okay. I
3: don't know. Maybe... (laughs) Know, high 60s, low 70s for now and maybe a few years hopefully that will go up but we'll
1: take it by a year for sure. Alright, cool. You have no problem with rivalry games. You just played two rivals in, in the rookie showdown so we're going to give you a kind of like pick one, would you rather. Um, we'll start out with a hockey one and kind of go into some more just kind of fun questions but what was the better feeling? Winning gold or being drafted? The World Juniors obviously.
3: Uh, i have to go with you know, winning gold. Uh, not too many people can experience, you know, winning a gold medal, but, you know, a lot of people get drafted. So, you know, definitely I'll take the gold medal for sure.
1: Yeah, good answer.
3: Yeah, team guy.
2: I like that. Another personal accomplishment. <laughs> uh, so you've got a couple different jersey numbers. So what's your preference? Is it 1991 or 79? Well, oh, it
1: can't be 79. <laughs> no.
3: Uh, no, 79 was definitely not my choice, but, uh, you know, I don't actually mind it. I think it's a pretty unique number, and not too many people wear it. So I'd wear it if I had to. But 19 uh, has been my favorite number since I was a kid. My old man wore 19 growing up, so you know every time I was watching him, he was wearing number 19 on the back. So I'd look for that, and it just kind of stuck with me. And I've always wanted to be 19.
1: Awesome. And uh, going into hockey movies, Slapshot or Mighty Ducks?
3: Uh, I'll have to go with Mighty Ducks. Classic. Wow. Yeah, classic for sure. All right, uh, Happy Gilmore or Big Daddy? Uh, happy Gilmore. The,
1: the the question that can never fully be answered, but MJ or LeBron?
3: <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'd probably go with LeBron. I didn't really watch any of MJ highlights. Really, I'm not a big, too big of a basketball guy, but I like watching the playoffs when LeBron's going off for sure. Yeah,
2: I can see that for sure. All right, one you've had a little bit more personal experience with, Crosby or McKinnon?
1: Got to uh, throw somebody under the bus. Like
3: like off the ice, you mean? or like?
1: No, no. I mean, totally. Like, do you think like, McKinnon? Man, McKinnon's got a heart nominee under his belt, and he's got some years here to catch Crosby.
3: <laughs> what was the question, sir? I uh,
1: just pick one. Like, you're building a team. Are you going with with oh. the vet, thirty year old Sidney Crosby? or Are you saying, oh, I'm going to build my team around a younger guy and get McKinnon in there?
3: Uh, no, really tough question. They're both you know world class players, but with uh, you know the experience Crosby has, I think you know he'd be a good leader to start off the team.
2: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> tough to argue against those cups.
3: Yeah, they're both Nova Scotians, so it's a tough question.
1: Exactly. Okay, Gatorade or Powerade?
3: uh gatorade
1: gatorade so then i if it was powerade i was gonna say red or blue but what's it what's <laughs> a, the color for for the gatorade
3: uh blue or yellow that's that's usually what's on the bench so that's what i drink the most of so i kind of got a taste for it and that's what i like
2: <laughs> uh
3: you're on a breakaway you're gonna deke you're gonna shoot uh, it has to depend, you know, on if it's the start of the period or the end of the period. Towards the end of the period, it's always snowier, so you know you want to just you know focus on getting a shot off because the snow might mess up the pucker or make it bounce. But you know, my go-to has always been the back end, But I probably shouldn't be saying this, but
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll we'll cut that out. But so the deeks the deke's gonna come with the, a bigger sally, is what you're saying?
3: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: Okay, so usually. Asking a twenty-year-old beer or wine is silly, but being from the Annapolis Valley, I thought it was worth asking.
3: Uh Pro- probably cider. There's this new Annapolis Valley cider place, and you know, all my buddies and my family are big fans of that, so probably have to go with cider.
1: There you go, good call. And then I guess sticking with the East Coast theme, fish or lobster on your dinner plate.
3: A lobster for sure.
1: Nice, Smelly good call. Enough.
3: Tough to get up here, but you know, when I want to get back home. I like, you know, getting the fresh lobster right off the boat.
1: Oh yeah, you're not getting it from Red Lobster, I'd imagine. Um, no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, you're getting ready in the room for a big game. You listening to
3: rap or country? Uh, yeah, I like the rap. Something with, you know, some good, good bass to it, some beat to get me going. Like, I like Drake or a Tiger, rappers like that. Usually, what it's my go-to is.
1: So, if you had a walk-up song like an MLB player, which Drake song would you have? Oh, that's a tough question.
3: Probably his new one, uh, "Nonstop." That's one of my favorites. Yeah,
1: games. yeah, that's awesome. The first side of Scorpion was awesome. I kind of—I'm not a huge R&B guy, but that first side was all fire. Um, yeah,
3: that's on the playlist for sure.
1: So Drake's like at the top of his game. But if you could go see any concert, dead or alive, who would you, who are you going to see?
3: Ah, uh, probably Post Malone. Nice. I had some friends that had seen him this summer, and you know they were a huge fans of it. So, and I, you know, when I'm bored, I'm always watching concerts on YouTube. So I've never been to one. So, uh, probably Post Malone for sure. Yeah, he's definitely a unique
2: character, isn't he? Uh, going back to hockey yeah. a little bit here, though. So we noticed you were using the new Bauer, and after using the CCM and the World Juniors, why the switch, and
3: what kind of or what
2: curve are you using?
3: Uh, well, yeah, during the little well, juniors, I kind of had both in my stall and just kind of went with what was working. I had uh, the Bauer felt good in, you know, the tryouts, so I used that for the first games, and then kind of got no cold with it midway through the tournament, so I switched to CCM, and, you know, CCM kind of caught fire, and then when I got traded, uh, the Bauer company was right next to our ranking and the guy offered me if I wanted to use Bauer, so I've used Bauer my whole life, pretty much, growing up until junior so kind of stuck with it and that's what
1: i'm using now man sorry i, I got my, sorry go ahead
3: and my curve is like just a standard uh p28 right now,
1: on well half of ottawa all everyone under 12 is going out to buy that to try to be the next drake bass and yo who was it that you you gave your stick to at the world juniors we called the stick trick because you had two and then gave your stick for another
3: yeah i gave it to kyra over there he broke my nice. stick and Came to the bench and I gave it to him. We, I seen him a few weekends ago. We were in Toronto and I went to see it at the Hockey Hall of Fame. It was, it was pretty cool.
1: That's awesome. uh What was the biggest goal you've ever scored?
3: Ooh, that's a, that's a tough question. uh Oh, uh, probably one of the game winners in the World Juniors. Those were those are pretty
1: cool. Yeah, the reason I said goal and not goal that you were a part of because you set up the the game winning goal with two minutes left in that gold medal game. That had to be probably the most special oh. one. Am I? I can't be wrong with that. Yeah,
3: no, for sure. Yeah, it's the you know the biggest goal I've ever been a part of for sure. So you you're on the uh,
2: you're on the team now. You're on the bench with Brady Kachuk. I'm heard, I'm sure you heard thing So, who's the best trash talker you've ever played with or against?
3: Ooh. Uh, I don't know. He's definitely up there. You know, I've I heard some things on the weekend I've never heard before. And, you know, he's always getting the boys fired up. You know, whether it's on the ice or off the ice. So, you know, I'd have to give it to him. I think it's in his blood, and you know, he does a good job with it.
1: That's awesome. So, you mentioned that you weren't. You're not an NBA guy. Are you a football guy at all? You spend this Sunday on the couch.
3: Uh, no, I'm not too big of a football guy or an NBA guy. I like I like my golf. My Sundays are usually, you know, watching Tiger. You know, lately he's been lighting up. So you no, know, he's that's probably my second favorite sport is golf. So I, I like watching golf.
2: So sticking with golf, we're uh, we're probably going to launch this around February 28th, Mark, or sorry,
3: September uh,
2: September 28th, Mark. This interview. So that'll be right
3: at the start of Ryder Cup. You've been looking forward to that. Yeah. No, I think. I heard a stat today, like eighteen of the top twenty-one players in the world, or something, are playing in the Ryder Cup. So, you know, it's going to be definitely cool. And I think they said it's in Europe or something this year. So, I'd imagine the fans will be getting into it over there. And yeah, it's going to be exciting. I think, you know, if Tiger gets on there, he's been my favorite golfer since I was a kid. So, it'll be it'll be cool to watch.
1: Oh yeah, the sport's just so much better when Tiger's in the hunt, right? But like with with the Ryder Cup, you get that team aspect, which I'm sure you guys can appreciate.
3: Yeah, no, it's definitely a different different look. You know, golf's always known for individual, and then when it comes to this tournament, it's uh, more of a team aspect and working as a team. So. Kind of relates to hockey a bit, so it's it's cool for sure.
1: So before we let you go, we got to ask a question. I'm sure you follow Sense Prospects on Twitter. He had an awesome highlight video. I'm sh- I'm sure you've seen it, but if not, of of your past season. Uh, and he we at, we told him we were interviewing you. See if he had anything for you. And he had a great question. So he said, "Your dad Norm scored 14 goals in his first AHL season with the PEI Senators. Are you going to top that?
3: Yeah, hopefully. You know, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I think." Uh I think if I have a good season and it goes as planned, hopefully I'll be able to beat that. Bra-
1: Bragging <laughs> we'll rights for sure. Expectation. Don't, I don't think <laughs> you're going to beat your uncle's uh, penalty minute mark anytime soon, though.
3: No, no, I think that aspect of the game has a bit of work to go on before I start, you know, challenging guys like he did. But, yeah, I'll we'll have to get some tips from him for sure.
1: Anybody who, I don't want to say nervous, but... Um, I mean, usually the answer is but who in the NHL are you like, man, going into the corner with him, like that could be an a, a welcome to the league moment?
3: Uh, I don't know. You've seen, I've seen Bachlin throw guys around, uh, but probably after watching the playoffs last year, Wilson, I think, you know, yeah. he throws his weight around pretty good, so he's probably one guy I wouldn't want to go in the corner with, but. Obviously, if I had to, I would. That <laughs> I good don't know answer. How the would be <laughs>
1: Well, remember in the playoffs, was it Buff? Was it when they were playing Minnesota? I think he grabbed two wild players. He's like, "Nah, you're not in the scrum anymore."
3: <laughs> yeah, I <was> just kind of <laughs> manhandled them <from> there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, good luck at training camp, Drake. We always appreciate having you on, and uh, hopefully, we'll be able to chat soon when you're wearing the Senators' uniform, whether it's Belleville or Ottawa. Good luck turning pro, and uh, I'm sure you won't mind getting the paycheck every second Friday.
3: No, yeah, it's definitely going to be a different look than getting 120 bucks every two weeks last year in junior for sure, but I'm looking forward. Thanks for having me, and you know, my pleasure being on for sure.
2: Big thanks again to OLP Sports for setting that one up for us, our friend over there, Phil Osga, and a big thanks to Drake Bathson for once again coming onto the show, the first ever recurring guest, so it's fun to have him back, and I hope that you guys now understand who Drake Bathson is more as a, as a guy, not just the hockey player, we found out about his career and what he's what he's done so far in the hockey world in the last interviews. And now we know who he is kind of as a person, so that was a lot of fun. So thanks again. And guys, over the phone might not be the only time you're running into Drake this year, will it?
1: No, no. As, as of today, we can announce that both Brandon and I will be a part of the Belleville Senators' production crew for their home games this season. So uh, you'll see us on... Well, you won't see us, but you'll be looking through our lens at times. You might be working some camera, doing some control room stuff, but more importantly, we're going to be around the team, so we'll see how that can benefit making sense of the Sens and the Send Central Twitter account in general. So one picture from the account, and it's the most popular tweet we've ever sent out. So look forward to a lot more content towards the Belleville senders. Last year we did On the Farm. We'll be bringing that back in a big way and closer than ever. So Pilsy, I haven't talked to you since, so congratulations, bud.
0: Hey, thanks, man. And hey, congrats right back at you. But what an amazing time for us to join the Belleville Senators when finally there's some excitement. It's closer to home rather than being all the way in bingo. The team is actually going to be good. There's going to be a lot of exciting prospects. It really seems like The whole Belleville Senators as a franchise is gaining some excitement in the town of Belleville, so I'm stoked to be a part of it, and CAA Arena is going to be rocking this season. We're going to get 38 home games of Belleville Sens action between Ross and I, so we'll have all the best info on the B Sens this season.
1: Yeah, 100%. We're looking forward to it. It'll uh, It'll be a really good time. Fortunately, we don't have Prairie Fire for you today, but we've got a good reason for it. Purdy is currently on his dog sleigh coming across the prairies, and he will be uh, pulling into Queens Key, where uh, he'll be staying with me for the next couple days as uh, we attend our College of Sports Media graduation on Thursday. And better present than graduation, we'll be handing the boys their Yeti mics that I got them, as we mentioned earlier in the show, so we'll be able to spit some hot fire from wherever any laptop may be once we get the software set up. So that'll be pretty awesome to do as well. And um, hopefully our plan at least is once we get the microphone set up, we'll have uh, a nice season preview show for you where it won't be so much as to how the roster's built because everyone knows that through Twitter, but maybe we'll get some prop bets going and and we'll have some fun with it. Uh, Maybe things that we think we'll see this season or things that are likely to happen, but won't. Like maybe Colorado not getting a lottery pick out of the Senators, um, no. But that'll be a lot of fun that we'll we'll have going forward. So, uh, anything you boys want to add here before we go?
2: Well, Ross, a couple episodes ago, you said that the date you were most looking forward to was opening night, and it's right around the corner, buddy. We got Chicago right out of the gates, so and then the Leafs. So, two original six teams. It'll be an exciting first week of hockey.
1: Yeah, and to note about the Leafs, so the Leafs are playing their first two games. Against Montreal and Ottawa, and after all the dirt that's been shoveled on the Senators and Habs graves this summer, if the Leafs come out zero and two against those two teams, the articles that we're gonna get are gonna be so cool. I can't, I can't wait to read them. Hopefully,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and the we'll NHL see... nineteen jinxes out. Wow. Yeah. True. Yeah. The Leafs. We'll see if they can back that up, especially with the rotating door uh, with the back, backup goalie job. That'll be interesting.
1: Yeah, well, their depth is completely mangled after Pickard <laughs> and He uh, got took off waivers. I tweeted from my personal Twitter account. I said, when are the open tryouts? Asking for a friend. Let's go. Sign me and Pilsey up for an open tryout. Yeah, I could play for the Marlies. Why not? It'd be easier commute than we're going to have to Belleville. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, we're going to have a lot of time to, uh, to really plan out these shows as Pillar and I are going to be carpooling from Toronto to Belleville each and every home game this year. So we'll have some fun with that. And I guess uh, that's probably good for today. We've got the interview in there. We've had some fun and uh, we'll be back talking sends. Well, they're going to have played games by next time. The season is finally here. In Calgary, it's already snowing. We're not quite there yet, but the leaves are falling. It's time for hockey. Go Sens, go for Chris Parliament and Brandon Pillar. I'm Ross Levitan. Looking forward to talking to you next time on making sense of the Sens.